Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and today we are celebrating our one-year anniversary. Guys, time goes by so fast, and we have already bagged 52 shows. So just to run through, we have had 52 shows, 40 guests. We've ranked internationally as high as number six for entrepreneurship for Apple Podcast. We've also ranked in 11 countries and growing and we are available in 175 countries. We are so excited about this accomplishment and we could not have done it without you. I can say from the bottom of my heart that we are truly grateful for you. I am going to be going all in and giving away loads of details and information that I wish I knew about starting a podcast. So with that being said, in honor of our one year anniversary, I want to honor you. I'm going to give you a no fluff podcast resource list linked with all the goodies that we're discussing and more than what you're going to hear on the show today. I'm even going to include my secret weapon that makes podcasting life easier and it kept me from quitting podcasting altogether. In addition, I believe it has been instrumental in helping us reach the international rankings that we have received for the show. So let's get right into it. Life is too short. Trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I know you want to know, show me the money. Yes. (laughs) So we're going to talk about monetizing. Of course, everybody wants to know how they can make money, how they can make money on the show. And in the beginning, people will tell you, you have to have this huge following. You have to have this. You have to have all these downloads. You have to do all of these amazing things. And guess what? You really don't. You can start monetizing right out the gate with affiliate marketing. You've got that right. You can monetize with the products that you already know and love. The things that you use, you can become an affiliate marketer for them. You can become an ambassador for those products. Now, this is one of my favorite ways, I believe, to monetize because you are typically sharing what you already love, what you're already doing. It's super simple. If there's a particular product and you make mention of that product and someone goes out to purchase that product, guess what? You get a commission from that purchase. Pretty simple and straightforward. And for me, I like it because I'm speaking from experience and I know some of the ins and outs and I can kind of say, hey, I love this about this product. I would do this with it or I would do that with it. And this is how I use this product. And so it makes it so much easier in the long run to be able to stand by and support a product that you already use. Now, there's also things that I don't use that I would be more than happy to share because I've seen it work really well. I may have seen it work with friends or I know that it is a proven system. For example, 
you guys are all familiar with Amy Porterfield, I'm quite sure. Well, Amy Porterfield is an affiliate for Marie Folio's B-School. Now, I don't have to actually be an attendee to Marie Folio's B-School to know that she knows exactly what she's talking about. Some products just won't be things or areas in which it's going to be my suit or my suit at this point. That does not mean that, that I don't have some friends or no people who have great products that I'd love to share with you guys. So think about when you're starting your podcast, what are some of the affiliates? What are some of the products that you already have that you already use? What's some of the software that you use? Those are companies that you could use to become an affiliate for. Now I suggest testing it out and figuring out if you really like it before you go all in and start trying to promote it, figure out if you're, if you do like it, look at reviews, you don't have to 100% love it, but just being honest with your audience and saying, hey, this portion of this is not the best for me, but I love how it does this, or I love how it does that, but I use this software for that portion of it. You can do that as well. So the other thing, of course, is sponsorships. So you guys already are familiar with sponsorships, I'm quite sure, and you can have different tiers of sponsorships. And here's what's really interesting. If you are just starting a podcast and you already have a big following on social media or you're an influencer, even if you don't have a lot of listeners listening to your podcast show, you can still get the sponsorships and it may be at a reduced rate because people are taking a chance on you. But once you start getting one, then two is easier. And then three is even easier. So those sponsorships really help. Now, you may not even want any sponsorships at all. You may not want that type of setup. You may not want any kind of breaks or commercials or anything like that on your show. So that's very important to keep in mind. You're going to have to offer things that's more appealing to what that sponsor wants. Otherwise, they're not going to get it, right? So be willing to be open-minded as far as what you're going to give up if you're going to have a sponsorship. Another way to make money with your podcast is offering your own products. You can definitely refer back to your own products. Maybe you have a course, refer back to maybe a membership that you have, or again, maybe you are an affiliate to somebody else's membership and you're part of that membership. Be very flexible and be very creative, but there's no reason whatsoever that you can't monetize your show even from day one. Granted, that might limit how much you actually receive from it, but you can set up the foundation for monetization from day one. Now, number two, we're going to talk about editing. Now, no one tells you how long it takes to edit. People tell you, oh, and edit your show and they make it sound so light and easy and simple. No. Okay. I'm going to be real honest with you. Editing typically takes three times as long as it took to record it. So if you have a 30 minute show, expect an hour and a half for editing. Here's another tip for that. It's said that it takes three to five minutes per each minute that is actually recorded. That's just audio. A video podcast could take a bit longer. So just keep in mind what you're going to offer and the time that it takes to edit. So if you're going to jump in in the very beginning and say, I'm going to do a show every week, realize that you're going to have to stay committed to producing new shows and editing those shows, regardless if you're doing it or not, just be mindful that that's going to take time. Just be mindful that that's going to take time. Then you also have to calculate the time that it takes to create the graphics, the social media post, the emails to the guest, and even your email marketing to your mailing list. So here's a bonus tip. When you edit your podcast, 
speed it up a bit. So it's already set at a rate of one. I wouldn't go over 1.5, but I would find a comfortable place in between one and 1.5 that you can use and actually speed up your editing time. Now I know you're like, okay, I don't know if that's gonna work for me. Well, just try it and see if it's comfortable for you. This is only if you are editing the show yourself, but it helps you stay sharp. And in Jim Quick, a celebrity brain coach says, it actually improves your memory, makes you more productive, builds discipline, and it helps you retain your focus. I'm not gonna lie, after I have done a show and I'm listening to it again, like right back to back, it feels like a rerun. And I can actually get bored with my own conversation because I'm like, I was literally just here. So with that being said, this is definitely a great way to kind of maintain that attention and build the momentum in editing your show and making it a lot faster. Now I have to be honest, guys, my secret weapon lies in editing. Regardless if you're gonna do it yourself or if you're gonna pay somebody by the hour or pay somebody by the job to get it done, the right editing tools make a huge difference. So you might want to remove some of the ums and some of the filler words that are there. You also may want to condense a one hour show into a half hour show, or maybe you have an hour show and you want to make two 20 minute shows. The right editing software can make or break your show. And guys, I am telling you, I am so happy to include the editing software that I use. It's the only reason why I have been able to stay in this game. If this is something you have interest in, it's totally free. Make sure you snag your podcast resource list. Now, number three, let's talk equipment. Now, my choice of mic may be different than your choice of mic. This is what I've noticed. Everybody wants to form out the same mic. You know, here, go grab the Blue Yeti. Go get the Samson. Everybody is telling you the exact mic to get without knowing your setup. It's so important that you know your setup before you get your equipment, before you get your mic. It's not a one size fit all. So for example, if you're gonna record multiple people in a room with a hardwood floor, Blue Yeti might not be your mic because even though yes, the mic says that you can record multiple people at a time, it kinda has a weird, reverb or it has like a weird echoey sound when you're recording two people with the same mic on a hardwood floor or on a towel floor. However, I use a Blue Yeti mic alone in a carpeted room. So it's totally different if I'm recording multiple people in my space. Now, another alternative is maybe getting two ATR2100s. I'll link this mic as well in the resource list. You can get two of those for the same price as the Blue Yeti. And I mentioned that because if you're gonna record with a guest and you have two mics versus sharing the one mic, you would notice a huge difference in your sound and the quality that you can get from that, especially if you're a beginner. Now, I can't say that, oh yeah, the Blue Yeti is not gonna work if you're doing two people, but especially if you're a beginner, it is so much easier to not have to worry about all of the tech and the issues that come with trying to make that system work with that type of setup. Then the other thing that I wanna say, really important, if you're working on building a brand through your podcast, I know it's tempting, but don't do it on your phone. Now, I know that there's some plans that are out there that are like, oh, great, you can record from your phone. And it sounds awesome. 
but the quality would reflect that. And it's best if you can to go ahead and commit to getting a new mic. Most of all companies, including Amazon and no matter where you get the equipment, most of all of them will allow returns within a certain period of time. Go ahead, test out the mics. That's what it's there. Some particular mic may work great for you in your space and your setup. And that same mic would be horrible for somebody else in their space and setup. So I'm encouraging you to try it out. But again, I would not use a mobile phone for this. I know it can be tempting because companies are out there saying that you can do this. There's some podcast hosts that offer a great platform for phone recording. I just would not want to encourage you to do that. Now, speaking of podcasting hosts, get the podcast hosting that works for your needs. So think about growth. Sometimes a free plan is really not free. The reason why I say that is, is because you may start out free, but then as you progress and you go further, that plan is extremely expensive as you grow. And you don't want to have to move your show because you can't afford the monthly payment of it as you start having more downloads or say you just want to have more features. And once it goes from free to having features at all, it could be quite expensive. So make sure you take a look at that. Look at the benefits and look at the price because your time is definitely worth more than what you think. So sometimes again, a free plan may cause you to have to do extra work and may cause you to actually pick up other expenses that you didn't have to pick up because it's offered within maybe one of their paid plans. Now, as a general rule of thumb, podcast hosting is not extremely expensive for what you get out of it. So just think about some of the things that you know that it's important for you and then go with that company that offers that plan. So think about, do they offer transcript integration? Is that something that you need? Do they have a publishing workflow? Is that something that you need? How about detailed analytics? That's definitely something that you would like to have access to. What about the option of a subscription or private podcasting? Say you have a book, you can offer a paid ebook version through your podcast. Brendan Bouchard has done something similar. He has private podcast that is actually paid listening. There are also some podcast hosting companies that give you the ability to host multiple shows. Say you have a show about cooking and you have another show about running. You have multiple shows. Is that something that's important to you? Take a look at it. Sometimes podcast hosting have great features, but they just really aren't the best for you. The other thing is very important. Is it beginner friendly? If it's going to be difficult, no matter how many features and how many benefits, if it's not friendly, if it's difficult, you're just not going to do it and you're not going to stick with your show. Also, does it offer a website? Now, speaking of a website, that's the second hosting that you'll need. Now, you don't have to have a website, but it just makes it so much easier if you want to monetize and send people back to get your freebies or if you want to have show notes somewhere or if you want to have a blog. Actually, having a website makes it so much easier to repurpose and actually grow your presence in your brand. Let me give you a picture of what this looks like. So say, for example, you wanted to be a blogger. If you were to blog a nice size blog once a week, that's a pretty good goal. Now, if you did the same thing 
and you had a weekly podcast and you had the show notes for your podcast and then you followed up with heavier information that you go more in depth with, maybe where you add some stats and videos and images and different things like that and you turn that into a blog post, then you take that blog post and you turn that blog post into a social media post, then you take that social media post and you offer freebies to it and you build your email list around it, the next thing you know, you have really set yourself up. Now, let's talk about the audio. So we're still talking about equipment. Now, this is more of a software equipment. How are you going to record your show? Are you going to do something like Zencast? Are you going to do Skype call recorder? I personally use Zoom because it is free to use separate audio files. Now, it's very important to use multiple audio files or multiple methods of recording if you can. Now with Zoom in particular, you can have your audio file, the audio file of the person that you are, that is your guest, as well as your file together. The beauty of this is where your mic may be louder or lower than your guest or vice versa. This helps you to easily be able to balance versus going in and really having to do tons of work to make it happen. Something just as simple, just as simple as having separate audio files can make all the difference in the world. Now, being mindful of having these multiple files, it will take up more space as far as storage on your system, on your computer. I just recently picked up an external storage and that makes a huge difference as far as taking up space and number four is consistency. The consistency is another one of those things that no one really drives in for you. It is really hard to stay consistent. I'm going to be honest with you. If you record it, it doesn't mean that they'll come. A popular podcaster has a huge following on social media, and he is even in partnership with one of marketing's industry leaders, guys. If I was to say who his partner was, you'd say, oh my goodness, he's huge. Yes, but he still only averaged nine downloads a week for the first year. And he didn't do too much better the second year. Now, after he was in the game for four years, so another two years after that, he started banking $50,000 per episode. So that's a huge jump from where he started. And I just have to be honest with you, it takes time for growth. Consistency is a beast. Think long-term. Think about it when you get started. Is this something that you think that you'll enjoy long enough to stay consistent with? Also, be mindful of how you're going to set up your show. Are you going to have seasons where you have a break during certain points of the year? Are you going to have a weekly show, maybe a bi-weekly show, a daily show, whatever it is, make sure that you can keep up with the demand of what that show is and what it means. Some people record their entire seasons, do everything and then release it and ink it out after they've done all the recording. Others do it more real time and they're recording their show for next week, this week. Others like me, I batch multiple shows at a time. Typically six to eight shows will be in arrears and I'll batch those shows so I don't have to worry about that recording later. 
So consistency is so key. Just figure out what method you are going to go with, what's going to work best for you, and just move forward with your process and your plan. But let me just tell you this. It takes a while to find your voice. I mean, literally, it takes a while to find your voice. You don't know how to sound. You don't know what voice you should have, if you should be super professional or if you should be super lax or whatever it is, because we all kind of have a, a method of a chameleon in us. Many of us, when we're talking with our friends, we sound like our friends. When we're speaking at work, we are sounding like we're at work. But when you are on a podcast and you can have friends listening or you can have somebody from work listening, you kind of get lost in the sauce and try and figure out, okay, how am I supposed to sound? Who am I? What is my natural sound and where am I comfortable? So just play with it. Find what works for you. Make the adjustments. You know, there's some shows that I'm extremely excited and hype and other shows I'm a little bit more mellow and chill. Find what works for you. And the beauty of it all is, is that the audience that you are building, they're like your friends. They're like your family. So they understand that you're going to speak differently in different instances. Whenever you're speaking about something extremely stoic or something extremely serious, they don't expect for you to crack a bunch of jokes and be laughing and jovial and all that. No, they don't expect that. So just know that this is all trial and error. And no matter how big you get, there's so much more room for growth and expansion. Please just enjoy the process. Now, tip number five is plan a brand, not just content. Yes. So when you are planning your show, you'll hear, get your niche together, get some content together for a few shows, just in case someone wants to binge listen, and then no topics that you want to discuss for maybe like the next three months or so. But no one really tells you how important it is to know where you're going. You need to know where you're going. What do you want to see in the next three months, the next six months? What do you want your year in show to be like? What do you want to accomplish? So what offers do you want to have around your subjects? How does your subject align with your branding? Because it's so easy to get off track and you may have guests on the show and they're talking about what they'd like to discuss, but you have to be able to drive the show to match your branding, not necessarily just your guest branding alone. It needs to match your branding. And if you're doing a solo show, plan out what you want to talk about when and what comes next and what's the normal progression of conversation whenever you have a show. Think of it as your podcast listener funnel. So just like any other sales funnel that you would build, how do you want your podcast to expand and to grow? That's why it's really important to build an email list. That's one huge thing that's very rarely discussed when people talk about getting set up or getting started with their podcast. Very few people discuss setting up your email list. It's so important to build your email list. You often hear people discuss equipment and hosting and all the basics, but really do you hear the importance of list building? Now, list building includes sequences and maybe sending out your emails automatically or maybe segmenting some of your subscribers so you know who enjoys. So whenever you know you're going to have a show that 
has been very interesting to one segment of your audience, you can make sure that you are feeding them and giving them the goods that they need to have to stay full on your content and keep coming back for more. Which brings us to batching. Number six is batching. Guys, if you've ever batched anything in your life, batching for your podcast is one of the most time-saving techniques and the most productive method you can use in producing your show, in my opinion. So I say batch, batch, batch. I can't say it enough because there's nothing worse than staring at your computer the night before your show is scheduled to release and you don't have a show ready. You don't know what you're gonna talk about. You don't know where you're gonna start. And that's happened to so many people. But if you have shows in arrears, if you have them batched up, even if you're batching yourself, it doesn't have to be just batching guests, but if you have batched shows, shows that you have recorded all at once when you've built that momentum, or you can even plan for several shows at one time. If you're doing a solo show, you can plan for several shows at one time that automatically feed into the next show and automatically feed into the next show. So it actually makes it easier because you're already in the mind of doing the same thing. So everybody's a bit different, but like I said, batching can be a game changer. Batching is basically doing the same general task at the same time. So it's not like something you're gonna do like one-offs or you don't batch for one-off situations. Think of it like washing clothes. Think about washing all of your dark socks individually instead of washing them all at one time. I like to use that scenario because, oh my gosh, it's just so much easier just to get all of these dark socks or all these dark towels, all these dark clothes, whatever it is that you're sectioning out Let's get all these together and wash them at the same time. So very similar to your podcast, let's get together the content and record it at the same time. That way too, if you have any tech issues or any problems, you aren't at the last minute trying to make that happen. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I was not batching shows in the beginning. I didn't know anything about batching shows and I was just making appointments or allowing appointments to be made whenever somebody else was available. And so what ended up happening was my time ended up up becoming their time. And I spent more time and energy preparing for shows and doing things for one show today. And then maybe a few days later, another show. And it literally was driving me crazy. So when I tell you batching and having certain days that you record your podcast is huge. So no matter if you are seasonal, if you are every other week, if you are daily, batching your shows really can make a huge difference. You can also batch nearly everything else that goes along with your show. Here is a great tip for batching. Say you're going to record multiple shows in one day. That's what you do that particular day. Another day you can do where you're feeling creative, you could do the graphics and maybe you can batch the captions for the social media about the show and then your email copy. So just think about what works best for you. And on the days that you feel most in tune with that task, then that's when you would batch. I would set that up on a regular basis. So if you're recording two times a month, four times a month, however many times you're doing that, set up your editing and your graphics and your email and your captions all around that time. So you are being so productive that 
anything that gets in your way of wanting to record or get going with your podcast is easily stomped out because you've made it so simple. Making it simple brings me to number seven, which is automation. Batching helps so much with automation, but there's certain other things and certain aspects that you can use to automate from the very beginning. So for example, Calendly. You may want to use HoneyBook or another scheduler. So when someone comes through and they're interested in being on your show, you don't actually have to ask them a ton of questions. You don't have to ask, well, are you available this day? And let me check my calendar. You don't have to do that when you have automation set in place. Now, don't worry. Like I said, all of this information is going to be on the free podcast resource list that will be linked in the show. Now, other aspects of automation, using software to automate your social media posts. So you may post the social media, but then you may want to schedule it out to come later. Then maybe you want to use another software that is a reoccurring software that reposts some of your content. So you are staying fresh and vibrant with your content without having to create new ideas. As a matter of fact, the right calendar schedule will allow you to screen your guests. It will allow you to book and find out when you both are available without having to go back and forth. You can schedule your social media and you can even set a reoccurring schedule that will basically repurpose your content for you. You can use things like social or jukebox or Edgar or missing letter. There's so many, there's so many options out there. Like I said, I will include some of these options in the, in the freebie. So look forward to getting that. Now also there's workflow software that can help you manage your workflow when you're preparing for the, the show itself. So there's programs like Trello and Notion. And again, HoneyBook, especially if you have clients, HoneyBook is great for when you have clients and you is great for when you have clients. So you have both the benefit of having the calendar scheduler as well as the benefit of being able to manage your projects and your clients. So automation is huge and it's one of the things that really helps you stay consistent and it helps you have so much less headache when it comes to producing your show. Number eight is actually extremely interesting. A lot of people don't tell you how much you'll learn. You'll learn a lot when you have people come on to your show as guests. You'll learn so much about different perspectives and you'll learn how you touch people unexpectedly. You will learn how to be more flexible. And it's very interesting because even if you have a solo show, you learn tons of information because you're doing research and you're doing backstories and you really learn so much. I truly believe that hosting a podcast is truly an educational adventure because you are going to grow, 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 grow. And you never will imagine some of the people who will come up to you and mention something you've said in a show, or you may see a post and somebody's crediting a comment or statement that you made in one of your previous shows. There's nothing like it, but you also learn that even though people love and adore you, it's extremely hard to get ratings, to actually get reviews. People just don't typically want to review the show. They'll send you DMs and messages and different things like that, 
but quite often you don't get the reviews that you expect to get. But here's the deal. It's okay. Don't overthink it because the more you continue to go on your journey to this show, the more and more you grow. So even though you might be doing this show for your audience, there's a point to where it feels like the show flips and your audience becomes your energy and they feed so much into you and your growth, which actually brings me to number nine. And number nine is to just get started. What I wish I knew and nobody told me, well, they did tell me this. I did hear this several times, but I just didn't believe it. And so I wasn't hearing it, but it's just getting started because it took me months and months and months. Guys, my intro was two to three months before I actually released the first show. And I batched several shows before I actually released the first show. I'd interviewed people and I was so embarrassed because how long it took for me to release the first show. And they took the time out to speak with me, but I actually was just too afraid to release the show. I wasn't ready. At least I didn't think so. But here I am, I'm telling you right now, you are ready. And if you wait any longer, all you're doing is missing out on the amazing things that you can grow and learn from. Now, number nine, of course, is just getting started, as I mentioned before. But the other part of it is actually having no expectations. Go in, of course, having some goals, but don't expect to have X amount of listeners by now. Just go in with an open mind and have fun with it. Explore and find where your voice will take you. Because having this show makes you more and more real every day. It's been so interesting because it gives you the opportunity to be both the teacher and the student. There's nothing more beautiful because there's so much that you can learn. And at the same time, there's so much that you could give. So guys, that sums up the nine things that nobody tells you before you start your podcast. So if you have any questions whatsoever, please send me a message as well as your free no fluff podcast resource list. When I tell you, you will be amazed by this content and you will be so grateful that you've received this content. Guys, once again, I'm so excited to have this opportunity to spend this year with you. And I've gotten to know so many of you and we're building a beautiful community. Please feel free to show some love and provide a review and let me know how you feel about this 52 weeks of shows as of today. Now, even if this is the first show you've ever heard, or if this is the 52nd show that you've heard, I want to hear from you. Please share your thoughts and let's stay connected. Guys, I'm so happy again to provide to you this free anniversary gift of the No Fluff podcast resource list. Now, now I'd love to know how many of you are interested in starting your own podcast. And if you are ready to start your own podcast, please connect with me on the DMs or send me an email because I'd love to listen in and give you your first review. Thank you to everyone for your love and your support. Here's to more years to come. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going 
going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Bye for now.